my pants because I've been eating so much. <laughs> uh, we've had in the last five, so I haven't been eating takeout in quarantine. I don't know why. Just like 20 days to make a habit. I just started like cooking a lot more, right? Yep. Well, came out to see David in Brooklyn, and in the last six days, we've ordered Chinese, Mexican, Italian, and KFC. KFC. <laughs> it's its own genre. But uh, I thought, doesn't David like to cook? I thought he David does. Cook. But they're running low on groceries, and everybody was just spent from like a really hard week at work, and then it just like kind of crawled into this week. You know, yeah. Just... It might take twenty days to create a habit, but it sure only takes like three to break one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I think it takes about like three hours to break a habit. Dude, so out of whack, but it's all good. All good. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I don't know. My days are all messed up. I was up to like one thirty last night. I got up at eight and then meeting at ten or something like that. I was like, I don't. I, I got to the point now where my alarm will go off at 8 and I will lay in bed until 8.50 knowing that I need to open up my laptop and start the day in 10 minutes and there's other things that I want to get done in that 10 minutes but now I have to like take 30 minutes worth of activities and like crunch time rush. That's it's like, like a, that's the cr- that's the crazy fast commute that has to happen. <laughs> it's like a freshman year in college, like you're 8 a.m., but you're living in the dorms. You wake up at 7:50 and just like stroll down and like sweatpants and some slides. We actually were preparing for these days <laughs> back then. <laughs> like all you gotta do is just open up the laptop and you're good to go. That's it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I'm done with quarantine, though. I'm out. I'm done. Just going to tap out real quick? I'm just, I'm just out, you know? like. David and I are talking about this road trip, and we would leave from New York, drive to Ann Arbor to see my brother and his girlfriend, and then we'd drive to the Twin Cities to see my parents and whoever, social distance. And then from there, we would drive to Colorado to see my other brother and his boyfriend, and then we would drive down to Austin to see David's friends. And then we would drive to Palm Springs to see my old roommate and good friend Angela and her boyfriend. And then we'd go up to San Fran and we'd go up to Portland and then we'd go up to Seattle and then we would fly back to New York. Fuck yeah. Right? Do it. That's, That's incredible. He's like, he's like, we should do this. And I was like, I mean, because I was like, we're going to be gone for, I was like, as long as we have a place to stay in every location and they're okay with us staying there, then there's no reason why we can't. The only cost is food and the car. Right. And so, like, I don't know. And if you get sick of it, you just return the car and fly back from wherever you should go traveling from. Like, abandoned ship. <laughs> yeah, abort. Yeah, so... I don't know. The entire trip, I think, is like something like 270 hours or like five days worth of driving. I mean, that's yes. like your dream. Like yeah. You love driving. I, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. So, and then David was like, what if I bought this? And then he turns his computer and it's a, a Bluetooth karaoke microphone. And I'm like, <laughs> why, do you, I was like why, why do you need that? And he's like, 
so that when we're driving, I can serenade you. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds distracting. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yo, so. uh, Minneapolis to Vail in one day by myself. That was a great day. It was a, like 17 hour drive, something like that. Just wow. music and podcasts. I didn't listen to the same song more than once. Just went real deep in my music catalog. So good. It was, that's the thing. I that's have, a fun time. I have a playlist on my phone that I've been creating since I, my first job out of college. And I just add to it. as, And it's like my go-to playlist when I'm working. It's called Not Dimes, Motherfucking Dollars. <laughs> and just reminding me like why I'm here and what the hustle's for. And it's just a 500 plus songs of just things that like brought me joy throughout my career. Just put that shit, not on, even on, I mean, it could be on shuffle or just start from the beginning and go on the journey of like when I was adding these songs and yeah. like when I was in my feelings and like when I was hype and like all these good things. And I mean, I'm sure that would last a good portion of the trip. I'm going to go find that pod, that uh, playlist. Is it, yeah, is it sure. public on Spotify? Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not a private person. It's yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Here's my yeah. social security. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to donate, uh, here is my bank information. Here's my Venmo, real quick. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Support the cause. My Venmo. Here's my OnlyFans account. Um, <laughs> uh, there's this guy from when we were, um, when I was working at Fordham, there was an alum, and he works at Pornhub. And he got really famous at Pornhub, not only for working there, but creating his own account. And it would literally be like, guy talks dirty to girl. That would be like the caption of the video. And it would be him on the cell phone being like, slime, boogers. Like, oh my God. Saying, like very literal videos right. on Pornhub. Nothing to do with porn. So, wait, and so then, he, worked, he worked at Pornhub? Yes. Like, at like Pornhub Inc., like that company. HQ, yep, yep. He works for that company. And then he and also then, was like a content creator for Pornhub. Yes. Got and it. then he told his mom, he's like, I'm going to bring you to my first red carpet. Well, he was nominated oh. for best new account on Pornhub, and he brought her to the blue carpet. Uh, so. And there's a picture of him and his mom on Twitter in front of the Pornhubbies or whatever the, that award show is called. That's hilarious. My mom's cool. My mom, well, we went to Lollapalooza and that was great. I would, I would never go to any sort of like Pornhub awards. I would never bring my mother to such event either. Yeah, I made That's a similar a promise to my mom move. and then I kept thinking like, there's no way she would come with me if that was my first <laughs> red carpet. No, surprise me, mom. Surprise me. But I don't know. It was so funny. And he just like has a hilarious Twitter account. He's like, new video. I'm like, oh no, what did you and his last name, his last name is Creamer. Of course it is. Yeah. So he was like made for this job. So it just didn't even need it. Like, he's one of those people when you, like, go online and you're like, what's my porn name? And his own name shows up. Right. He's like, oh, sh all along, this is what who I was. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry, oh, Ryan Creamer. You're probably not listening, but... 
Kudos to you. Anyway, super Fine. funny. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. Ridiculous. Um. So I've been binging some shows recently, and I've fallen into a foreign category. Oh boy. Um. I've just so right now I'm in the middle of a show called Trapped, and it's about Icelandic police, and it's like a total like. I don't know. The show's like really beautifully shot because it's like obviously Iceland. It's like very yeah. remote Iceland. They're like dealing with who knows what. And it's like a really, really cool show. And let's see, let's see. Um, oh, I guess like the pr- official term would be a procedural in the sense that it's like very true to like the workings of a crime. It's like there's not a lot of inflation in terms of like the drama behind how this would all go down gotcha. but um most of it's in icelandic which is like kind of fun to listen to and you read the subtitles but then they randomly break into english and because the, they're like talking to people who don't know icelandic and so like it's seamless because like this is like how the other people you know like who speak a foreign language in other countries a lot of them know english as a second language so Ooh, they america uh, right we're just had privilege to go. We don't have to learn another language because we feel like we don't need to. It's so stupid. Anyway, we like it's just like a really seamless show. It's so beautiful. It takes all these twists and turns. It's super intense. I heard it recommended on another podcast. I jumped right in, and I'm here for it. It's so so good. And Does like I the just, police are trapped? Um. No, well, yes, in a sense, like other forces can't get in. So they're kind of trapped in their own town and they're doing the best they can. And it's only three cops for like the whole city because it's like really, really small. A chief of police and two other cops. And yeah, like they're trapped in the middle because of this weather that they're forced to kind of deal with the situation on their own versus like having extra forces come help out gotcha yeah i can't like have you seen parasite Um, i remember have i seen that one it's like a i think it's a south korean movie i believe it won oh wait yeah 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 i saw it in theaters a while ago yeah it's not very new like yeah yeah oh yeah yeah 2019 did you watch it no, because and everyone talks about how good it is, but I just I have a real hard time just like reading a movie. See, David won't read it either. He's like, one, it goes too fast, and two, he's like, I just have to pay so much attention to reading that I'm losing the visual part. Right. And it's the cool part about Parasite, though. Like, you could not read it and you'll get everything that's happening that's the beauty of that film and i think why it did so well um all right that's interesting so for and like you're just like like yeah like strictly visual cues and everything that's happening you're like no 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 and then it happens and then the next thing you're like no and then it just like he's um yeah it's a really well written story and it's so well written that you don't need the, the written words you can just listen to it and watch it and still really enjoy it and it's beautifully shot 
All right, that's uh, that's the best review I've heard. I've heard a lot of good reviews, so mm -hmm. you know that one. And then zero zero zero, I just finished. Oh, that looks good. I haven't it's started it yet. Really, really good. And that uh, one, you have Italian, you have Spanish, and English, and it just also like perfectly just like seamlessly blends with um, that character in the situation. Is that's an Amazon original, right? Yeah, and um, uh, Trapped is not an original, but it's on Prime. Gotcha. Um, one thing that we started to talk about, not on the show, just on this show, in our, you know, real life, um, mm. was, like, what's going to happen in movie theaters? We talked about it a little bit with Obese. Um, yeah. But there was, it was floated this week that... Uh, Amazon is looking into buying AMC theaters. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, and so we started to talk about that. Like, what if Netflix like bought a theater and started doing like a Netflix theater or whatever? Of course, Netflix wouldn't jump on that, but that's you know that's a Jeff Bezos uh, investment that makes sense. That's super interesting. It's really interesting. I honestly think that the future of the movie theater isn't dead because I think people still really enjoy the experience. Yeah. One that's like really popular here, I can't, uh, I think it's called like the Omniplex or something. I can't remember what it is. It's down at like the Fulton Street Mall and it's like this whole thing. Like it's so expensive to watch the movie, but you like have your couch, you have your blankets, you get like a really nice dinner, you can have wine and it becomes like a full like night out plus right. a movie. And it kind of yeah. reminds me of like the whole like dinner theater experience where like you have a really nice meal and you're watching live theater. Um, and like they're kind of translating into the movie world. And I think it's a kind of a cool translation of the experience. Like it's not just like, pick up what you got in the lobby and then move forward. I saw an article in Korea, I think. I didn't see the article in Korea. It was about Korea. And they replaced all of the ticket takers and the people behind the counter with robots. Damn right they did. <laughs> uh, Welcome to automation, friends. Uh, that's it. Um, no, I just thought that was interesting because we had talked about that a little bit. And I think, it, I don't know, I think Netflix would do a better job of like creating a fun in theater experience because there's so much more focused on, like singularly focused on movies and entertainment versus Amazon that just being a small portion of what they do. Imagine um, that Amazon could adopt a similar technology to their Amazon Go stores where you literally just like walked in, selected the movie you wanted, grabbed the treats you wanted, and it would just charge your Amazon account. Like it would. What it, like you don't even have to select what movie right. you went to. You wanted to see you're you're just, just entering the theater. In, and it yeah. would be like, oh, this movie is playing. And yep. they went there. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. Physical experiences can be rethought, should be rethought so much more now. Like, what if I went online? So Amazon, will pretend Amazon owns a theater. I go online. I want to see this movie at this time. This is what I want to drink. This is what I want to eat. These are the snacks I want. Blah, 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 blah. I want uh -huh. a pizza. I want milk duds. I want popcorn. And I want to do a double feature. Amazing. Sounds and like a I, good diet. Sounds great, right? And then I just, like, say, I want to sit here. 
and it's like mm-hmm. it's a couch, a love seat, whatever. And then you just walk in, and when you get there, your pizza's it's there. Right it's all there for you. You just walk in. You don't have I gotta say, like, I don't know. Those are the types of things. <clears throat> the whole reserving your seat ahead of time, I'm a huge fan of. I love knowing yeah. before I get there that I already have the spot that I want. Versus like rushing in and hoping that yeah. you're gonna be able to get a spot with your friends. I remember going to movie premieres when we were younger, and like, so yes. everyone would drive at different times, right? Especially in high school, and mm-hmm. so uh, there was one. It was the I think it was the Dark Knight premiere. Lakeville. Uh, Lakeville, yeah. Yeah, that's how it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> And so I'm pretty sure it was one of the Batman movies. And so like half of us like got there before the other couple of us. And uh, it was right after the uh, Jay-Z and uh, Kanye West song or Kanye West album, Watch the Throne came out. And uh, we were all huge fans of that album. And we couldn't find, like we were late. If anyone knows me, I was late, big shocker. Um, And uh, the um like all the lights were down so we couldn't see where our friends had reserved us seats. Oh, yeah and so one of my friends just yells like three of the lyrics from one of the songs off the album and then my other friend stands up and yells the other like finishes the lyric ah that's so good <laughs> and that's how we found where our friends were sitting that was hilarious oh man that was the night that my friends and I went down a road that said road closed. And um, after the movie was done. So, you know, like afterwards, it was like three something in the morning because it was yeah, such a long movie. We went around a road closed sign and they had taken out the wooden um, ties like between the railroad track. Oh, right. And we hit them at like 35 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> went airborne came down so hard on the front of the car that we bent her front axle. Oh, God. Barely gets home, like, do whatever. Dylan literally goes to sleep. Like, we probably got home around four after all of this. Like, we couldn't, like, we're uh, such a stupid decision. And I was definitely the one that suggested it, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) Anyway, we literally, we go down, like, we go down the road, we get in trouble, whatever. We get out, we drive home, and then (laughs) Dylan has to get up in like two hours to go tour college and like drive out to South Dakota. And it was so funny because it was like, he was just like mad exhausted. And my parents were like, why you shouldn't have gone, (laughs) la la la. We're like, we had to. You had to, that was, yeah. I do like, I sometimes I miss being a little bit younger and like just fucking around and like doing things like that where it's just like especially like high school like I didn't we didn't really do anything in high school we were very me and my friend group were very tame and we didn't do much of anything but just like there's something about being like 18 19 and then just like being out until 4 a.m for the first time I mean that happens before you're 18 19 but like being in high school and like getting a car and then like freedom like 
there's oh, all these man. like little things that uh they like happen very quickly when you're younger and then they get much more spaced out or non-existent once by the time you're in your mid-20s <laughs> it's so true though like i honestly feel like i like there's a time before and when i moved when i moved to new york at 23 dang i was young but i would like you know like you know you still out still go out going out having fun whatever move from minnesota where bar closes was 2 a.m right. and then now all of a sudden new york five. is like six in the morning five in the morning like wherever you can go to the next spot to the next spot another club another club bar sit down another club you know like right this whole thing and then all of a sudden there comes a point where all of a sudden i'm just like i gotta i gotta stop like i, I can't do that anymore like that's not my, my focus is and then i look back and i'm like what a good time what a good time that was i just like leave it in the past i mean you and i remember that one time we were in the middle of times square and there was like 10 15 other people like we, I, was, I don't even think there was 10 people there it was like in the middle of the night it was like i think it was definitely like 4 a.m yeah, we just like walked our way back up to Times Square. Yeah. I was living in Jersey at that time, I think. Or maybe I was in the Heights. No, it was still Jersey. Yeah. But it was the that weekend. Was kind of a, it was the weekend you moved from the Heights to Jersey. Oh yeah, from the yep, 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 yeah. It's that weekend that we started moving. Yeah, um, that's right. Finally made my way from New Jersey to New York City. The reason why I was living <laughs> out right. there. Oh, so good. Never look back. Yeah, dude, I've been thinking a lot about moving lately. I don't know. Um, good time. It's all up in the air. I don't know what I want to do. I, like, I don't know what the future work is going to be right now. Like, Twitter just announced this week that their company, if you want to work 1,000% remotely, permanently, you can you can do that. So, like... I mean, you could like people can move now and not live in the city right. that they were. Yeah, I mean, Twitter for Twitter to like remove that operating cost, like that's cool. And to like, and then I think you start to like disseminate the talent of like the most talented people move to the coasts for tech jobs because mm-hmm. that's where the tech companies are, right? But now, like, if someone from Minnesota who left Minnesota to go work in San Francisco at Twitter or Facebook or whatever, but their parents live in fucking Barnum, Minnesota, whatever, like, they can move back to a smaller city and still work at this huge tech company, right? And so so I was thinking, like, okay, part of me still, I just, like, I want to go to New York but I want to go to the New York that I was in, like, during New Year's last year. Like, that's the New York I want to live in. Not, I don't know that I want I know. To the New York that's going to exist in three months. Yeah. I think, like, the other cool part about, like, if you wait, like, six months or whatever, is living here is such an adjustment that, like, as right. New York reopens, you get to, like, integrate new culture when as it happens versus like when I moved here, it was like, 
sensory <laughs> overload. Like, yeah, it was like scared was of everything. Like, what the hell? But yeah, no, I mean, like that's another cool part. And I think there's also like, yeah, I mean, the, I'm a lot of my friends are like moving not out of the city right now, but like to a new neighborhood during quarantine because like yeah. one, they're finding like uh, the right deals deals like it's just like kind of a cool time to like browse and look and i think there is some like i found some reasonably priced like cool apartments yeah i normally when i'm looking at apartments i'm like yeah like i can i'll find a way to pay four grand in rent each month even though like (laughs) it would be more than i make every month but i'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs) um but like i found some stuff that like seems pretty legit seems pretty cool that i think i'd actually be able to afford um but like i also part of me wanting to move to new york and like work is like working in new york right like yeah. i don't fucking wake up and get on the subway and go into the fucking empire state building where my office is or like things like that like really like new york americana mm-hmm. um is what i really no, like. i so i do miss like the hustle and bustle of the streets you know like without that like new york it doesn't feel like the, the fast-paced city that, like, I fell in love with. And, you know, like, I talked about this on, like, our first episode, but, like, you know, as even since we've done this, like, the streets go more quiet as, like, the days and weeks pass on. And, like, I'm just kind of, like, I'm really excited for that life to kind of come back to the city because yeah. everyone's just in a state of pause. And it's kind of, like... I don't know. That's the part that's so sad because like there's so much life here and like people are trying to find someone's of normancy and a lot of, you know, there's states that aren't taking this very seriously, but New Yorkers are. So like the minute someone's like not taking it seriously, like they are like ostracized by like communities and like, like vocal people are vocal towards them. Like it's not for the good of the city. And like, that's the community I love. And as unfortunately that's the way it's coming out now, but like New Yorkers looking out for New Yorkers and, it's a it's a really really cool big small community and I just like I just miss like running into friends at the bar unexpectedly or like worrying about whether or not the DJ had like a good track list for that night or like whatever like right those small like things that were like well hopefully the music's good tonight like that was my biggest worry at that point nothing right. else and now it's like so when can I not wear this mask in public you know <laughs> like, right. like when can I like hug my friend and they're not going to be worried if I give them something, you know, like all these things. It's just like, we have to teach ourselves not to be selfish at this time, which is really hard for some people. Yeah. And I've also been thinking like, it might be interesting to see like how much one, like how much, how much of the fat of going into an office every day as far as like a workload like how much are you actually working at an office every day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like how efficient are you with your time does working from home make it more or less efficient um like i don't know there's there's times sometimes like with our business like work ebbs and flows like we have really busy months and we have slower months and in those slower months i could have another job like i could work another full-time job (laughs) because I can get stuff done efficiently. So if I can have the same amount of output consistently and just have jobs that 
fill in to meet my output level and then allow me to make more money because I'm not tied to a desk somewhere. That, that, that's a really interesting possibility too. No, I totally agree. I think there's like a lot of flexibility. I will say though, like, you know, like I want to work for this company because one, they make cool product, but their work culture is really cool. Right. And like, how is that going to translate back if people go fully remote? You know, it's not because people are like, they're just at home all the time. And like, we also take into account that like, it's easy for us to just stay at home, but we also have very safe homes to work from. You know, there are people who deal with abuse. There are people who deal with unsafe conditions. There are people who don't have a private space to just like kind of like have their own, but at the office they have a desk. So like there's, you know, there's all these other things where it's like moving fully remote is a luxury for some and a huge burden for others. And that's like where we might see a, a resurge in like WeWorks. And like people like subscribing to these like personal like spaces that they can rent out to like still gather, but not necessarily have a full, uh, like, you know, like a fully yeah. owned office space or rental. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we could do a whole episode on WeWork, but WeWork's kind of fucked. Um, they totally are, but I think they have that model is sound. Exactly. They just, they just fucked up their business ran into the Fucking ground adam newman hippie weirdo um <laughs> <laughs> dude he walked around new york like with no shoes some just, people like, do that just now when you're a billionaire you know there's a lot of wealthy people who don't care what they wear yeah but they still wear something you know what <laughs> Maybe it was a transcending experience. Was probably, he probably came back from Burning Man. It was like, I am one with the earth. Literally. Yeah. It feels uh, like sure. shards of beer glasses in between my toes as I walk down yeah. whatever avenue, whatever street. Right. Oh, man. Goofy. It's all goofy. It's all um, Okay, goofy. so I... I have something to share with you. All right. So I was scrolling Instagram as one does during these times of what the do I do next? <laughs> and my friend Angela, dear friend, old roommate, you know her. She hey, posted Ange. this really cool prompt. Hi, Ange. So it was like people who are 40 and over and happy with their life. What is your advice to people in their 20s? And this guy is like, I'm 40, and this is my thought. And he had 10 things. So let's, I'm going to go through them because I think All this right. is kind of an interesting prompt. One, everyone is focused on themselves to care too much about their opinion of you. So fuck what they think. Preach. I 1000% agree. Look, I started doing this exercise probably at the end of college, like right after college, of like, uh, like, if you walk down the street, like, how many people do you actually notice? And then how many people do you actively, like, critique? And then how many of those critiques do you actually, like, stick with you? And, like, you remember that person and you think, I can't believe so-and-so is doing this on the street today. Like, no one is paying attention to you. Mm -mm. And it's so interesting is if you are, if you're like so many of us are super insecure about what people think about you to think that like 
you're afraid that someone's going to look at you and not like you for something that you're doing. Yep. But to have that thought all the time is disgusting. But it's completely the opposite. It's that you think that you're so special that everyone in a room notices you, that you walk in mm-hmm. somewhere and everyone sees you. That's like Leo energy. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I totally agree with you though. I think too many of us are worried, like, should I post this? Like, will it get enough likes? And like that whole like endorphin release of like being appreciated by those around you, like getting that double tap and hopefully, hopefully you're getting to like the number of likes you want or whatever. Like it just doesn't, it's not real. And this brings me into point number two and you're going to get on board with this one. Social media is only an illusion. I mean, there's this, this runs deep because I mean, it's not just social media. It's you can't see media. the bottom of this well, can you? Media. <laughs> you can drop social media. Digital media is all an illusion. From your fucking roommate from the freshman dorms to fucking CNN, it's all an illusion. You see what you want it, what they want you to see. And even in that, you only pick out what you choose to see. So your interpretation, different than the next. Moving on to point number three, Alec. Wait, can I, can I show like two very clear examples that Go. happened this week? Okay. Yesterday. Timely, I love it. Yesterday, two things happened. One, Elon Musk opened up the his manufacturing plant in Alameda, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tweeted and said, I am opening the plant for production. I will be working on the lines with everyone else. If anyone is to be arrested, I ask that I am the only one who get arrested. That gets turned into a headline that says, Elon Musk opens plants opens plant against state orders and asks to be arrested. (laughs) Not true. It's not true. It wasn't against state. The state and Elon, they chatted. All was good. It was a county official who had an issue with it, but it has since been resolved, and he didn't ask to be arrested. He said that if you're going to arrest people, that you should arrest me because this was my decision. Number one. There you go. Number two. Number two. The LA Times. They printed a headline yesterday that said that let me let me pull up the exact time headline. Cite that source. And while he's searching, I'll play you this nice tune. (laughs) Is this your karaoke? Uh, No, unfortunately, it will not be nearly as good as what David will probably produce with this Bluetooth microphone that I'm already dreading if you ordered it. Love it. Okay, here's the headline. LA County, with all certainty, will keep stay-at-home orders in place through July. Oh, I saw this headline. Yeah, it's not real. Okay. Oh. (laughs) It's not real. It's blatantly not real. The actual quote, um, this is the actual quote. Our hope is that by using the data, we'd be able to slowly lift restrictions over the next three months. That's the quote. They got turned into LA County with all certainty 
We'll keep stay-at-home orders in place through July. It's all about the clicks, and that's unfortunate. It's all about the clicks. Your media. I read. I read today the <laughs> Logan Paul. Insane and person. Every and every newspaper and media outlet have the same revenue model. Hmm. I had to think about that for a second, but yes, you're right. And then it's all whack. It's it's just horrible. It's it's fucking horrible. So read the article before you share any sort of article online. Read the article, yeah. not just the headline. Make sure it's true. Think critically. Be Use diligent. that big brain. <sighs> Fake news shit drives me crazy. Let's go to three then. Let's go to three. Let's go to three. <laughs> <laughs> Zero debt is an amazing feeling. Think twice before dropping that down payment on that fully loaded 2020 Dream Mobile that offers nothing but looks and depreciates value quickly. Um, I, again, totally agree with this. I also think that, uh, especially now, especially now, fall 2020, if you're a freshman, if you, if you graduated high school in 2020, I see zero value in going to college in 2020, 2021. So there, there's definitely, okay, so I think they were talking about legit cars for that, but. Yeah, but I'm talking about debt. Oh, fair, 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 fair. So my take on this is like, I think SNL did it really funny because it was like, pay $50,000 so that we can all go to University of Phoenix. And I was like, that's hilarious because a lot of places are not equipped for online learning. Right. But there is a strong surge of this idea of a gap year. And that is not a foreign idea to a lot of other countries, except Most for here in the countries, US. Yeah. Right. Or sorry, that's what I mean. Like for everyone else, this is like a very common time to like take a year off, think about what you want to do, and then go jump in to that thing in a year. That's not going to kill you. And honestly, one, you can take a try and find work in that year and save up some money or t in like a typical economy i guess you could do that and hopefully you might be able to find something but two you there your decision's not going to go away like you could either defer or you can go back. go back and like or you could start in the spring if you wanted because there's like very a lot of universities are like hoping for january now there's a lot of stats that are going out that saying like we fully plan to open in the fall cool Actually, you're hopeful that you'll open in the fall because your revenue model is reliant on the it's, fact that you need people in your housing and paying tuition in order for you to stay afloat. So we're going to see a lot of crumbles come later this year if no one's back in the classroom on time. And that'll be really, really interesting. Especially, we talked a little bit about that last week with Blake. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think like just to go on a little bit of an education tangent, um, the primary value of college as of six months ago was the social experience and the social experiment that is college. It's going, it's going away from home, being in a semi-safe environment of people of your peers in the same times of your life, focus on the same things, trying to do the similar things, trying to figure out who you are, how you interact with people, et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah. The current model of college is built around mid-1900s, the colleges are the gatekeepers of information. And if you want certain knowledge, you have to go to those institutions to gain that knowledge. That knowledge is now at your fingertips, in your phone, on the internet. You don't need those institutions. The only thing that those institutions do is provide a outdated, propped up congratulations and stamp of approval for you to enter the workforce. Um, but we're starting to see that deteriorate with people like Elon Musk and places like Apple and Google not requiring college degrees uh, to get jobs there. So think twice before incurring any type of debt, especially right now, uh, especially debt for getting knowledge that's actually available to you without that debt. There's two things. One, a lot of colleges are dropping the entry level exams. So people are having a better chance of just getting into a school based off their grades that they did in high school and extracurriculars, whatever if we're still going down that route. But two, the workplace has to change. To your point, there are people who need to follow more in suit with Google and things like that. And if you think about mid-level careers, once you have five years experience, it's not about the degree you have, it's about what you've done. Not at all, exactly. So you start, especially for people like us who are starting to like, when you start to look for that next level in your career, it's not these entry level things like it's not that big of a deal about where you went it's more about like what have you done and who have you worked for type of thing and like or are you going to be a good fit and if you're a good fit then it doesn't really matter where you went or what you did it's just about creating good work and a good culture exactly and there are caveats if you want to be a lawyer a doctor a scientist go to college those are the Please go to college so that when we get sick, you know what you're doing. (laughs) Yes, right. But if you want to be a business person, if you want to work in marketing, start a cats and dogs Instagram page, learn how to use the back end of Facebook ads manager, learn how to build audiences, build an audience, build an Instagram account with 5,000 followers, and then use that as a case study to say, yeah, I didn't go to college to learn about the theory of marketing from the 90s but i built an instagram following of 5000 people with 0 dollars in ad spend in yep. 3 months yeah exactly it's easy well it's not easy but like put in the hard work and you can do it um all right number 4 falling out of love is perhaps more powerful than falling in love that's deep i'm not much of a relationship person so <laughs> Well, I, it could even be of a thing, that things. thing, right? Like I, you know, there was things that I fell out of love with, like drawing and like creative outlets that I've now refallen in love with, but it was a powerful experience in the sense of like, it means now way more to me now than it did when I was just like actively doing it, like a churn, churning stuff out. So I don't know, find the things that you may have fallen out of love with and reinstate love. I don't know. That's, That's my fair. I, I highly romanticize the idea of what I thought being a designer was when I was in high school and college. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so much like it became part of my identity. Like I am a designer. That's part of like who I am. Uh, I've since let that go. And now I see like design as a means of problem solving for businesses not as like a philosophical ideology about who i am as a human being mm-hmm. um, maybe that falls in that category maybe not. i think you've it's fallen out of 
it's become less of who you are and a more of like how you communicate. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Man, okay. I'm very out of touch with my feelings, aren't I? <laughs> no, Alec, you're perfect just the way you are. Okay, this is one that I believe so true. And anybody who's ever worked with me will totally back me up on this, especially my work wife, Alex. And from Fordham, use up all of your vacation time and sick time at work. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... I can't say a whole lot of this because I have a very unconventional career path currently. Um, (laughs) So I don't have a ton of experience with like big corporations and how they run paid time off and things like that. But uh, I'm going to say yes, because like just this week I was like, Oh yeah, it's nine o'clock and I'm not going to work this afternoon. I'm going to go golf 18 holes. Mm Mm-hmm. So just, you know, take time for you, take time for you. Most of these organizations, uh, they care about the seat that you fill more than the person that fills that seat. So take advantage of everything that they're willing to give to you because you're not, not doing so isn't really benefiting the company. Right. And just vow to yourself that, even if you're not taking all of your vacation, don't make sure you don't lose any days. Like right. take the time that you've accrued because you deserve it. And even if you're gonna take a week off and do absolutely nothing, because you can't go anywhere right now, but you've worked up that time, you have that time built up, you deserve to take it. So I do so. All of next week off. No See? work. No work. Just yeah. I'm still I just started my job, so I basically have no vacation right now anyway, so. Whatever. But it's all good. Number six, don't lose sight of the hobbies you enjoyed as a child. They will help you live as you grow older. So again, like that drawing example I brought up. Yeah, I'm, um, it's funny, most of the time when I talk to people from that I haven't talked to in five, seven years, like people that I knew in high school, they always ask me about photography because that's, that was again back to my identity. That's who I was in high school. They're like, "Oh, yeah. you're the kid with the camera, right?" Um, so I've been trying to get back into doing photography more. Um, photography, learning instruments. I've been studying music theory in my free time. Books. You always read such complex books. You gotta, you gotta get learned. You know. Yeet. Yeet. I don't know. If that's the way <laughs> to say that. <laughs> okay family is not necessarily blood but instead who you would bleed for agreed yep it's like that whole idea of like you're my chosen family you're my family i was born with like family exists in so many like shapes and forms that like if there's if there are people in this world that you feel really connected with they can be family so treat everybody the way they should be treated. I don't know. <laughs> Can you tell we didn't rehearse this? No. <laughs> I think that one's just straightforward. I have nothing else to say. Okay, here we go. Um, number eight. There are just as much benefits to being a night owl as there are to being an early bird. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I've like... I, I've tried to like conform myself to like, 
I'm going to work nine to five or like whatever. It just doesn't, I like get that idea of like, and I, hopefully this comes with new ways of the future of work air quotes buzzword. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I don't do my, like, my boss calls them my witching hours. Like when I'm just like <laughs> fucking wizarding, <laughs> shit done. And like for me, it's like 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. It's like I, I can just fucking crank out work, and like good yeah. work, solid work, not just like cramming and trying to get shit done. Like I can do really good work between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. Doesn't mean I can't do like good work outside those times, um, but. I've always tried to be like, I, I love the idea of like waking up at like 5.30 and going for a run before the rest of the city's awake. Like, I love that idea. I, it, I, I've done it like four times in my entire life. I think I've um, reverted in, I've, to being more of a night owl during quarantine. Same. Um, just because it's like, I'm not expending as much energy, but like, I do love like going to the gym before work. And I never even thought of myself as an early bird until I was with my friend. I was traveling with my friends in Europe and I was like up at like 630 in the morning. And I was like, ah, like the day's starting. Like, <laughs> let's go. And then my friends, I was like, oh my God, it's only 630. And my friends are like, pass the, the fuck, fuck out. <laughs> like, they're like, no one's up. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to just like get ready, take a shower, like take some I'm like, oh my God, it's only 715. Like, whatever. Is anybody up? And like, no one's up. I was like dead fucking asleep. Like, what the fuck? Okay, like, we're just, like, running around, running around. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go out and get a coffee and a pastry, and then I'll come back home, and I'll eat on the terrace, and maybe someone will be up, and then I come back home, and I'm like, no one's up. And I was like, dang it, I guess it's only 7.45. And then I'm, like, eating my pastry, like, enjoying my coffee, like, scrolling, reading some news. I'm like, oh, it's, like, whatever. Now it's, like, still not even 9 a.m., and, like, I've done all these things, and they're, like, still zonked. And I'm like, Oh dang! And then of course we're up to we're out to like four in the morning at the club, and I'm like I'm fucking beat because <laughs> I got up at like six in the morning. And they were like, "Oh, we got up at ten, and we were like ready by noon." And I was like, I'm "Like the day is gone." And they're like, "Actually, yeah. no, it's not." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," but, but like that's... now I can like roll out of bed at eight a.m. and I'm like, so hard. Yeah, it, I it ebbs and flows for me because like like last night I was up to like two working, and then. I got up at like 9.30. Yeah, like 9, 9.30. And then, um, but then it was like, I looked at my fucking phone. It was 12.30. I was like, fuck, it's already 12.30. Like, yeah. fucking day's gone. So I have like, like both sides. Like, I love staying up late and just being up late. Uh, I wish I could like sleep like three hours or four hours at night. I wish I was one of those people. I, know. If I could like go to bed at 2 a.m. and then wake up like 6.30, 7 be great because i early pride myself on getting like eight hours i love getting like yeah. seven to eight hours it's yeah i mean so sleep's, sleep's the fucking best getting up is hard because sleep. <laughs> but like early morning like coffee like on like a it's a very minnesota thing but like a like hoodie and shorts type of morning weather-wise hoodie and shorts yeah, kind of like, chilly it's like, like 65 extremely like a little fog in the Duluth air when, exactly. we, got, when we lived in the house together back right. when, way back when. Yeah. I, yeah. There might be a little condensation on your window of your car or like maybe it like froze a little bit overnight. Now it's just starting to warm up for the day. 
like, what the heck? I miss those days. I totally know it. And I love a hot cup of coffee on a coldish morning. Yeah. Nothing better. Man, I'm just like, Duluth nostalgia is just flying right now. But waking up at that house, there was like, I don't know, I can have like seven people living there, but um, like, it's like, wake up, Clown coffee, carve house. Clown carve a house, yeah. Uh, wake up, get coffee, and then walk like a half a mile up the road or drive a mile up the road to whatever that beach was with all the rocks, uh, Brighton Beach or something mm-hmm. like that. Brighton Beach, yeah. Uh, and fucking watch the sunrise. It was so good. It's the best way to start a morning. Gosh, I missed till this morning. <laughs> okay, here's another thing. That was number nine. Yeah. Mm, but it, it brought me there. Number nine, forgive yourself before forgiving others. Yeah. Yep. How's that feel, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> so good these deep questions i love watching your face it's so good i wish everybody else could watch it okay we'll just go right into 10 out <laughs> okay do not be a doormat in submission but hold the door open in kindness Aww. see i like that but i think uh I immediately go to like, don't be like, obviously don't be a doormat, right? Don't let people walk yeah. all over you. Um, but sometimes when you don't, when people are trying to walk all over you and you don't let them, and then you try to hold the door open for them, like, Hey, like we can, you know, like we can move on and be civil about this. They're just nasty people. And you just kind of got to slam the door in their face. Maybe you have to admit that, like, those people, you're, like, both trying to get through the door at the same time. You know that awkward moment where you're both, like, someone's coming in, someone's coming out, and you're, like, uh, uh, and there's tension, and then you're both walking the other directions. Like, you're two people just going the other direction. Like, I think I would far better be recognized as someone who's, like, oh, just go, don't, don't, I don't want to be the person that's, like, go ask Logan because he'll do anything. Right. And like your plate keeps getting fuller and fuller and fuller. I want them to be like, well, I don't know if Logan's going to be down for this. Like we got to go check in with him like in the past, like whatever, it hasn't worked out. Or I would rather be that person that like warrants a conversation about whether or not this is a smart next move versus someone who just expects me to do it because I've done it in the past. Totally agree. So that's my like doormat open kindness. And like, obviously I like, I try to be like, the nicest person I can be on most days so yeah I think I would I would retract slamming the door in their face and yeah, say yeah. um I'll like I'll leave the door open but um if the kindness isn't reciprocated door's probably going to be shut yeah this business is conveniently closed flip sign yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing like I'll let you in. I'm welcoming you in. If you right. don't meet the standard, you're not you're not gonna be able to enter type of thing. Yeah. Agreed. And those were the ten things from a 40-year-old for us in our twenties. Can you recap them really quickly? Because we kind of went on tangents for each one. This is true. All right. Here we go. At one, everyone is focused on themselves to care. Ooh, 
blah, blah. Everyone is focused on themselves to care too much about their opinion of you, so fuck what they think. Two, social media is only an illusion. For Alec, uh, media is only an illusion. Three, zero debt is an amazing feeling. Think twice before dropping that down payment on that fully loaded 2020 dream mobile, 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 what? Dream vehicle, I'm just gonna say that. There you go. That offers nothing but looks and depreciates value quickly. Four, falling out of love is perhaps more powerful than falling in love. Next episode, we'll talk to Alec about that. <laughs> Five, use up all of your vacation time and sick time at work. Six, don't lose sight of the hobbies you enjoyed as a child. They will help you live as you grow older. Seven, family is not necessarily blood, but instead who you would bleed for. Eight, there are just as much benefits to being a night owl as there are to being an early bird. Nine, forgive yourself first before forgiving others. And 10, do not be a doormat in submission, but hold the door open in kindness. Bravo. Bravo. You know, I think, um, I think those are like kind of some nice gut checks on this time of like self-reflection that we're forced to kind of go through when you're home alone and just, just in, in it every day. And, making sure you're on the right path just do some gut checks that's fine this is what, a feelings podcast <laughs> <laughs> what uh what is something you would tell your younger self let's say like hmm. i'm trying to think of an age like i don't know i don't know younger before 21 um probably just like don't be afraid to be who you really are. Cause like, I didn't come out with my sexuality mm -hmm. for a really long time. And not that I thought people would care. And I actually never had like some formal, like, this is who I am. I'm like, I'm Logan. You've always known Logan and who I date doesn't matter. That's like always been like my thing. But I like was so scared about being different. And I think I just cared way too much about like what other people thought. And like, I was generally liked growing up as like somebody who um, was like a, fun outgoing person but I cared way too much I put too much weight on my sexuality being my entire being and not and only just being one thing I have to offer to a ton of people so I think that would just be like um just like don't worry about it and like also there's like no real like right way to like come out or like figure it out so just like don't worry about that and like focus on other things so that would probably be my thing what about you um, I think mine, mine's kind of more blanket of like, everything matters a lot less than you think it does. Mm -hmm. Like, especially like the way in which you get somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's okay to fuck up and fuck up really horribly. It's not going to be the end of the world. You can like, you can really fall off the tracks and go way left and still make your way back. So mm -hmm. take more risk and be more willing to fail and be more willing to fuck up because it's not something that's going to completely derail what it is that you think you want to do. Yeah. Even though what you think you want to do is also going to change. So much. 
Like I've been, I always am thinking about my next move in my career. And I think like one thing that I've been like lacking, actually I feel very blessed that I've worked for organizations that I really believe in. So I think that's like one cool thing, but I'm like one day I really want to work with something about with like, that's more climate driven, whether it's like about like a nonprofit for like clean water or that's like for like defore against deforestation or um solar power like i want to do something that's like is the bettering of the world and i think i know that's something that i want to be a part of my career journey and maybe it's not even something i do on like in my day-to-day work maybe it's like i volunteer for something and like it's part of like my weekly give back or something like that so i think that's like one thing i've actually been realizing during quarantine like in terms of something that i want to do in the future like what like giving back to that part of the cause that I'm passionate about. Um, I'm going to forward you something because maybe this will help. So uh, we do a lot of like pro bono work and nonprofit work where I work. Um, Mm -hmm. We have, we, we build stuff for nonprofits on pro bono work. We do, um, we teach a design boot camp and we reserve stu- reserve seats for like um, people who can't afford it or people who are underserved in underserved communities and things like that. So they can learn the skills that are necessary in the job market and things like that. So, um, but there's a, I'll send this to you. There's um, XL Energy has a tech impact today. And so here it's a half day cross sector workshop that leverages corporate sector talent for social sector needs. We'll pair a nonprofit to our team of pro bono volunteers who will give their time uh, to their time pro bono to tackle organizations challenges and develop a tangible solution. You'll be able to choose which nonprofit you want to work with based on your skill set and interest in their mission. Um, I just got this today. The deadline to apply is Friday, but cool. essentially you get to work with a nonprofit on something that they're having challenges with so i'm here for it um yeah some of the nonprofits we worked with in minneapolis uh one of them is the brand lab that helps people find jobs in like business and marketing um the other one which is super cool which you can directly help if you're in the twin cities area it may be anywhere but i think just the twin cities from minnesota is called cookie cart um they hire um, hire teens from like North Minneapolis and give them their first job opportunity. And so they have bakeries and the kids going after school and they learn, they make cookies and then they have a store where they sell cookies and then they have classes about uh, like finance and that type of thing to um, teach kids how to work. This is their first job experience. They get paid um, and then we'll hopefully set them up to get another job after they graduate from high school. So check out Cookie Cart. They make really awesome cookies and they're a really cool organization in the Twin Cities. I love it. That's a good plug. Those those are first plugs that we've done here, but it seemed fitting. So it does. Oh man. Um yeah, I guess like for me, that's I kind of like we're we also we're like recording on a different night tonight so it feels like the whole week is a little bit off kilter I hear you. but um 
I'll keep you posted on my travel plans. Maybe I'll be reporting live from the road one night. Yeah, dude. I would, I think that would be, I think if you guys do that, I need like a, I need like a weekly vlog. Yeah, like, that I, actually like, would be probably entertaining. To a weekly honest. update. Like it doesn't need to be anything crazy, like a couple minutes each day and then just kind of stitch together. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Or a, uh, I mean, fucking on the road podcast with you and David would be pretty fucking funny too. It is so funny. And have a karaoke segment. We need a David karaoke segment each week. Oh, jeez. Um, He's a belter, so <laughs> turn down your volume, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so good. Well, I think that like covers it for the week. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really have any sort of any sort of game plan, so. You know, last week was a buffet. Tonight was a hodgepodge. We're just giving it to you from all, from this pot and that pot and this plate and that bowl and we're just here for this whole bit of everything. Experience. That's you know nothing strange wrong with times. That. Strange times. Um, strange times call for strange podcasts. Yeah. All right. Um, who knows? And uh, if people want to hear us talk about a specific subject, if you want to be on the podcast, whatever, let us know. Yeah. Feel free to DM us or follow us on Instagram at now roaming. Yeah, we uh, us there too. Yeah, throw us a throw us a like. Get um, stay updated on new episode alerts and all the good stuff. Eat, eat, eat. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, this is the end of the podcast. We don't have any guests this week. Too. Yep. No. Quick, short, um, simple. It'll probably still be like 40 minutes because we love to talk. I mean, we're over an hour, so. Dang. That's when you <laughs> think you're going to break our record. Nope. All right. Um, all right. That's, That's it. it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. This weekend, quarantine. See you later. Bye.